Alright, Degenerates, we are here for your latest episode tonight. We are doing our NFL Mock Draft, joined as always by the commissioner himself, Mr. Eric DeFusco. How are you doing tonight, Eric? I'm doing great. We got ourselves off to a little bit of a late start, thanks to my stupidity. <laughs> uh, Brian, I will let Brian fill you guys in on the story, if he so chooses. Uh, oh, I will. <laughs> literally a 40-minute holdup. <laughs> we are also joined by the co-host of the show, Mr. Steven Sampson, the Dynasty Degenerate. How you doing tonight, Steve? Good, Brian. Fuck you, Eric. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome, Degenerates, to the... Uh, Mock draft episode that we're going to have right before the NFL draft. And because Eric sucks, I'm going to be unable to participate. Yeah, so uh, Eric doesn't know where the on-off switch for his microphone is, apparently. Even though it literally fucking lights up, it's like the brightest blue light in the world. And somehow this dunce is plugging it into every fucking USB port on his laptop, gets a second computer fired up, can't, still can't get it. His girlfriend walks in and goes, is it on? He goes, of course it's on. He looks at it. It's not fucking on. 40 fucking minutes for him to turn the microphone on. Jesus. I mean... <laughs> It's enough embarrassing, Eric. Let's uh let's get right yeah, into yeah, our yeah. mailbag. The mailbag. So first we have an email from Dan, longtime listener, started writing us last year. He says Brian is wrong about Kyle Pitts and quote unquote Manny. Don't know why that's in quotes. Sanders. I don't think either one will amount to much. Pitts reminds me of the Vernon Davis hype and Sanders is too old. Number one, you might be right about Kyle Pitts. I don't know about these kids, okay? I think he's going to be good. But don't you ever talk about Manny Sanders like that motherfucker. I will hunt you down. Don't start with me. Sanders sucks. He's old. Oh, you, dude, I will drive to your house right now. I agree with Manny. <laughs> old and washed up. <laughs> yep. Oh man! Two I still out of three he... co-hosts agree. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he has a chance to be a decent wide receiver. Three, he's worth drafting. Yeah, in the later rounds, he is worth drafting. Yes, not and... for me. I'd rather take somebody with a lot more upside than that in that range than him personally. But well, to each their own. You know, you, this is America. You have the right to be wrong. America, baby. And Kyle <laughs> Pitts. I mean. The, the kid looks good, man. Like, I, he looks like he's going to be a stud. Do I think he's getting a little overhyped? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. But I, I don't think you can deny. You can't You can't ignore the talent that he possesses. Like, he, you, 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 you watch him on tape and you just look at the numbers. He has it, you know? Oh, it, it's impossible to not look at the numbers and say, this is the best tight end prospect ever. He clearly is. He clearly is the best tight end prospect ever. Am I wrong, Steve? Most likely. But he, <laughs> um, but coming out in the last what ten years, he definitely has the most upside. So I'm more than willing to take the chance that he's going to be that good. So Dan can suck it. We're all on the same page. And uh, next we have a email from friend of the show, Scott. He says, uh, "Hey degenerates, what are your thoughts on when to sell guys like Julio Jones and Adam Thielen in Dynasty? Is now the time?" Yes. Thanks again, Scott. Um, Scott, thank you. Okay, we appreciate these emails. Julio, I'm fine selling. Adam Thielen, he's a, he's a little bit on the younger side for me. I, I think I hold on to him for another year or two, especially where he's developing this aptitude in the red zone. 
Steve, what do you think? You're the dynasty expert. I think you should have sold Julio last year. Um, but if you can still get a, a decent return on him this year, you got to take it. Thielen, I think you've got another good year out of him. He's somebody you might want to start looking at trading if you're out of the playoff hunt, you know, later this season. And uh, you should be able to get a pretty decent price for him. He's still young enough. You could probably hold on to him for a couple of years, but I think I'd probably try to start capitalizing if you're going to be out of the playoffs midseason. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you disagree with any of that? Um, so th- I mean, there's not a huge age discrepancy between them. Uh, Thielen will be 31. Uh, two years, I think. Th- Thielen will be 31 when the season starts, and Julio will be 32. The thing with Julio, man, is like, you, you, if you, the you'd hamstring. almost be. You'd be lucky to get a second rounder, I feel like, right now. Like, and at that yeah, point, everybody's on to him. Yeah, at that point, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather just roll the dice with him. That's me. I mean, if you're a, com- I mean, if your team's complete shit and like he's just serves no purpose, and you can get a second round pick for him, fucking do it. You know, I just he's tough to move. Like, like Steve kind of said, I think the time would have been to move him last year. Might be a little too late. And as far as Steelen goes, Steelen's got a year or two left, I think. He he is thirty, going to be thirty one when the season starts. But he also was a late starter you know what i mean like he 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 was an undrafted yeah. free agent he didn't come right into the league not a lot of wear on his tires compared to a, a normal 30 year old so i would probably hold on to him i think he'd be more of a guy maybe in season i trade not right now and that's my that's my feeling on julio like i'm not against moving him but when julio played he averaged like 19 points per game in games where he had 50 percent more of the snaps 50 percent or more of the snaps so if if I'm the Julio owner and I want to trade him, okay, well, that's well and good, but I think I would take the risk of playing him until the trade deadline or until I get a decent offer and just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, finally, we have a voicemail from longtime friend of the show, one of our very first listeners, honestly. Connor has reached out to us. Oh. What's up, boys? <laughs> I just got done listening to the Rookie Watch Part 2, and I was just listening to the end of it, and I don't appreciate getting called out like that. <laughs> right now, I have the urge to take Jamar Chase, and while I'm on the line here right now, I appreciate you guys picking me in the giveaway to win the holiday poster. Uh, it hasn't arrived at my home yet, but I'm excited for it to arrive, so I thank you guys for that, and while I'm still on the line, I'll uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of a mock draft that I put together. My draft board. Of course I got Lawrence going at one. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do the episode for us, Connor. Okay? I have all your picks written down. I will give your picks as we go. I can't have you spoil the whole thing right in the first two minutes. But, you know, Eric, my man here doesn't like the way you've been treating him. You called him out, you told him and I think I I think I'm quoting when I say, You better not take Jamar Chase, you little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much exactly what I said. Connor, so, Connor, you can't get Jamar Chase at the 102 if I take him at the 101. <laughs> Just saying. So, uh, obviously, this is referencing our listener league. The uh, The Dynasty League is going to be drafting their rookies in uh, about two weeks. So we're looking forward to that. We'll see who everybody takes, but right now, we got to say goodbye to Steven. It's too late at night for him. He has some other uh, obligations he has to take care of. Streetlights are on. I have to go to sleep. <laughs> it is what it is. It's what happens when you're the oldest one on the show. Yeah. 
Uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us for the mailbag. We appreciate the dynasty insight. Yep. Good luck, guys. Enjoy the mock, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Oh, we'll butcher it. Don't worry. Enjoy the NFL draft. <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody does. Everybody. Yeah. If you get if you get like five or six right, we'll be fine. Yep. So good luck, guys. Thank you, buddy. All right. So uh, I don't see any need to keep the people waiting. Let's get right to it. Let's get our mock on. So obviously, the first two picks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, they're set in stone. They're carved Penciled in. in. Can't not miss. Penciled in. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's Pretty true. Much. I'm sorry. I apologize. I still, and I, I've been saying that before. You know, I remember when Sam Darnold was the number one overall pick. Cannot miss. Locked in. Carved in stone. Baker Mayfield, 101. Sam Darnold, I'm going third. So. You're right. I mean, they're not really car. They're really not set in stone. We're, we'll we'll say they're penciled in with pen. How about that with pen? Trevor Lawrence is set in stone at the one hundred and one. I believe. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much been given the playbook. He's been donating to charities in Jacksonville. You're probably right. I'm just being fresh. No, I mean, no, it's a, it's a good point. You know, who knows? Maybe the Jets can get talked out of Zach Wilson, or who knows? So that puts San Francisco on the clock. Hey, I'll take this one. I'll take San Fran. And uh, I think you know where I'm going with this one, but I don't. I've been saying all along that I think it's Mac Jones. There's a lot of little pieces of evidence that say it's going to be Trey Lance. And you don't hear a lot of buzz about it, which kind of makes me think it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could be any so, one of three, really. It really could. And like, I'm not I'm not completely discounting Justin Fields either. In my gut, I feel like it's going to be either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But, I, you know, for the, for the purposes of this mock, I'm going to go ahead and say Trey Lance. Connor had this locked in as Justin Fields. I know you feel the same way, but let's have a little fun with this one, right? Um, yeah. So that puts you on the clock with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want to give some input? No, I was just going to say, like I do, I would like to see Justin Fields go there. That's who I want them to take, but that doesn't mean that's who they're going to take. I just I feel like it's going to be Mac Jones personally, just the way it seems like it's shaken out. I definitely I still I still I'm not even convinced that Mac Jones is not the best fit. You know, you hear these little rumors that like Trey Lance is working with their quarterback coach, and the San Francisco asked him to start working with him, and it's like whoa whoa whoa! If you're not drafting him, why the fuck do you care if he gets any better? You know, I hear you. why do you want him working with your quarterback coach? It's just that that reeked, and I remember I was sitting in a cubicle when I when I read it, and I I said, "Oh boy, that's that ain't fucking right." So that was the first big red flag, and now I I think Vegas has him as the favorite now. Yeah, it keeps flipping. Fields was the favorite recent uh, for a brief time. It it was Jones before that, and I think it did go to go. Trey Lance became the favorite. I'm not sure if he mm-hmm. is currently, but so that puts you on the clock with the Atlanta Falcons at four. This is a no trade mock so you have to stay as the Atlanta Falcons who do you think they take if they hold on to this pick and obviously this could be a potential hot ticket come Thursday there could be some teams calling Atlanta especially you know somebody looking for a quarterback or Justin Fields and Mac Jones would still be available but -hmm. for the sake of the mock like you said no trades and everything I am reading about Atlanta the new GM there he has said we ain't gonna reach for a position of need we're gonna go best player available and this is really tough. This is a tough call for me because <laughs> it's really down to two people. 
and I'm going to just go. Pits and Chase. It's between Pitts and Sewell. Really? Yes. Because they're going best player available. If they're ignoring need and they're taking best player available, I almost feel like it has to be Jamar Chase. Or Pitts. Or Sewell. I mean, you could definitely make the case, but uh, like, do you think Jamar Chase is a better wide receiver or Kyle Pitts is a better tight end? Because I feel like Chase, as much hype as Pitts is getting as a tight end, I feel like Chase has a chance to be a generational talent at wide receiver. He could be one of these guys that we look back on and go, wow, dude, what a a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has that kind of potential. Oh, no, he absolutely does. But I, I... I lean, and I like I said, Sewell is probably a little bit of a surprise to you, but it is. He is, I think, locked and loaded the best tackle in this draft class. They said he's the best tackle to come out in probably the last five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caleb, what the hell's his name? Caleb Farley. Uh, no, no, not Caleb Farley. Um, I'm trying to think. They drafted a tackle a couple years back, but he just hasn't really been panning out. But I, oh, don't, I don't think they're yeah. gonna go with uh, Sewell, and I'm gonna lock it in and say that the Atlanta Falcons are going to draft Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I don't I, I don't hate it if that's where they're going to stay. Uh, for the record, I think there's almost no chance they hold on to this. I think that right now they're trying to get as much as they can, but at the end of the day, I think they'll take the best offer because I think they really need to trade down and take defensive talent, and they can't reach for the defensive talent where they are. But they, they need help all over that defense, and it's going to help them so much more than Kyle Pitts, in, in my opinion. I mean, according to the uh, positional needs on PFF, edge rusher, cornerback, safety. There yeah. ain't really an edge rusher. I mean, <laughs> That's all three levels. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and like, There's not really an edge rusher or a safety that is even considered to be a top 10 pick. A cornerback, you can make the case for Sertain and Horn, but they can trade not back. Four. They can Yeah, they can trade back and get you know, a, a better yeah. corner. I mean, Caleb Farley, they can get a little later. Well, I mean, even if they just trade down to nine with Denver, Denver gets to, Denver takes their quarterback. You go down to nine, you take certain that works out, you know, and you get an extra pick out of it somewhere. You know, I'm not going to sit or here two. and guess what the offer would be, but uh, the rumor was that Denver's offering next year's first to move up to there. So if you can get an extra first and take the defensive talent you need, it's kind of a no brainer to me. I've heard that they want. I've I've read that they wanted more too. Yeah. Well, like I, I, I said, like I think they're, they're hoping, playing a game of chicken right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I feel. I think they're hoping to get a San Fran type package. Yeah. Which three three is not four. You know, they need to realize that. <laughs> so, Mister Pitts went fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons, which puts the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Brian, where you going? Where you leaning? Connor also has Kyle Pitts going to the Atlanta Falcons. So as of right now, he's in lockstep with you. He's off with me. This is a no-brainer. I'm taking Penny Sewell. you got to protect Joe Burrow. I was terrified you were going to take him. I'm so glad he's here. If I'm the Bengals and I walk out of this draft with Penny Sewell, it is a win. So I think that's what everybody expects them to take. I think that's what they're going to take. And I don't blame them for one second. And uh, this was also Connor's pick, Penny Sewell. At five to the Bengals. Uh, like I said, almost everybody's in agreement on this. I'm sure you don't have anything negative to say. Nope. Sewell is the guy they should go with, and I've been saying it. I know a lot of people see a lot of mocks where they take pits. I've seen some where they take chase. As much as they'd love to take chase, like, you, 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 no. Take the tackle. Take the tackle and don't look back. Pick Sewell and you're set for a decade. Yep. You can find pass-catching weapons in every draft. 
a tackle of Sewell's caliber, you're not always going to be able to get him. Not that you're going to be able to find a, a Jamar Chase caliber wide receiver, but you can find somebody. You can find playmakers. Offensive line is offensive line, man. Yeah. So, Penny Sewell, no-brainer. Uh, that puts you on the clock with the Miami Dolphins at six. This is another one that kind of feels like it's locked in. Uh, are you doing what I think you're doing? Yeah, much like the Sewell pick, this is pretty much a no-brainer for me, and I'm going to give the Miami Dolphins, who this position is not listed as a position of need for them, which is a little surprising. And, uh, Sickening. I'm just going to give them, I'm going to give them Jamar Chase. I, I think that's the player they want. I think that's why they traded back up to six. And I, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it. Absolutely, totally agree. I mean, he has the potential to bust too. Like, let's not let's not fool each other. But I don't see it. You don't see it. The the pros don't see it. The potential's always there to be a bust. But it, this guy just reeks of talent. So I, I think he's a no brainer right there. You take the best pass catcher off the board. They need wide receiver help. Devontae Parker has not panned out. Preston Williams has not panned out. Uh. Jamar Chase, if you have him on the field and Tua still can't do it, then you know you need to get rid of Tua, right? <laughs> yeah, that has to be the case. And they they also got Will Fuller, who they brought in, and and yeah, Will Fuller's yep. just going to help Chase and vice versa. You know, that'll be a pretty good uh, one-two punch. And they they complement each other's playing styles very well. Mm-hmm. Connor also had Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins. Uh, so he is lockstep with us pretty much so far. He's only We've only been off on one pick. So This is outside of the top two picks. Like I feel like Chase sixth to the Dolphins is like the chalkiest pick I've seen. Like Pretty much everybody mocks Chase going there. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I'll see Chase go to uh, Cincy. But yeah. Then that usually just flips because it usually in those mocks I've seen Pitts fall and then they just say, okay, well, we'll take Pitts instead. Yeah. <laughs> so that pick is uh, in the books. Not much to talk about there, which puts the Detroit Lions on the clock with the seventh overall pick. Brian, which way are you leaning? So anything. Yeah. I mean, their, their needs are NFL players. They suck everywhere. Offense, defense. Um, they could use a quarterback. Justin Fields is sitting there. I think that's very tempting for them. Honestly, I feel like if they drafted Fields, they're they're pretty much like, he'll be ruined by the time they put a team around him. So for them, I think you're better off holding holding out on quarterback. If I'm them, I'm either trading down or I'm taking the best wide receiver available. You know, looking at the wide receivers, you get Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle right at the top of the list. I keep flip flopping these two, and to be honest, another wide receiver has actually creeped up my list. He's number two now. We'll get to him later, but. Uh, I don't think he goes up here. I think I'm in, I'm in the, the minority. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Jalen Waddle, who I think has the chance to be a legit number one receiver for them. He has a ton of upside. He's got better size. I, I, I like Jalen Waddle right here at seven to the to the Lions. That's not a bad pick. But it's like this is a team like you can make a case for anybody. I think you can make it even though it's it's not listed. But like I think you can make a case for Rashawn Slater going seven to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They, they need everything. Micah Parsons, you can make a case going to the Lions because they, they literally, they, they are so desperate on the defensive side of the ball. They need everything, which is why I think Detroit is live to move back in this draft to accumulate picks because this isn't mm-hmm. a one-year project. I don't even think this is a two-year project. This is a three-year minimum rebuild. 
No, I think we're going on like a hundred years, to be oh, honest yeah, with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They've been rebuilding since I was born. I know that. <laughs> yeah, they get generational players like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, and they just don't ever do anything else. They don't surround them with anything. <laughs> so Connor also has Jalen Waddle going to the Lions. We are lockstep right now. Uh, that puts the Carolina Panthers on the clock. I have always firmly believed that Kyle Pitts is going to fall to eight, but he is gone, so you're going to have to pivot a little bit. What do you think they're looking at here? So what I'm thinking about going here, there's been a lot of buzz thinking about that. The Panthers might be looking at a weapon. I don't quite exactly think that they're going to go for a wide receiver here. Um, they're another one. They could go defense, but I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater. I think they're going to grab the, the next best tackle in the draft. He's, he's a hybrid player. He can play left, right. They've even said that they think he has the potential to move to guard. So mm -hmm. I think they're going to grab Rashawn Slater. They're at least locked in with, with uh, Donald for the next two years, I feel. So grab the tackle. Grab, you, didn't get your, you didn't get Sewell, so get Slater. I think Slater is not far behind Sewell. I think Sewell is definitely in a tear by himself, but I yeah. think Slater can be a damn good fucking player too. So, how do you like that? Connor, Rashawn Slater to the Panthers. Man, great minds think alike. Uh, I love People the People are going to start thinking we cheated. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure this gets edited and out before the draft. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the pick. I just, I, I really think they would rather go with a skill position. If we get to this point in the draft and, and Kyle Pitts is gone and Jalen Waddle's gone, and I think they start looking at like Pat Sertain. You know, maybe they could go for Devonta Smith, who that would probably would have been my pick, Devonta Smith, because you could have put him in the slot and keep Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore on the outside. And he would be devastating in the slot, whereas his size isn't as much of a liability. And you could just, hey, you're athletic. Go out there and do it, man. Get open in the middle of the field. We'll throw you the ball and you just do what you do. I, I think that would have been a great fit, but uh, I can't argue against Rashawn Slater either. You got to protect your investment. So that's going to put the Denver Broncos on the clock. And Brian, you're going to let the <laughs> listeners know who the fuck are they going to take here? Because I see no two names. fucking brainer. No fucking brainer. This is Justin Fields. If he falls to nine, there is a 0.0% .0 chance they leave this draft without Justin Fields. Obviously, our mock had Trey Lance go three. Connor's mock had... Justin Fields go three, so he was not available in Connor's mock. He has Patrick Sertain going here, which I also think is not a bad pick. But yeah, if, if Justin Fields is sitting there at nine, the Broncos are going to fucking hop on it. They know that Drew Locke is not the guy. They know Drew Locke is not going to build up to be the guy. The weapons don't matter. You need a quarterback. And if Justin Fields is there, he gone. Absolutely. And honestly, I... Me, personally, I think there's a better chance that the Broncos would take Micah Parsons over a DB. That's, yeah, there's definitely a chance, for sure. I mean, I could see I could see it both ways. Uh, they, have a, they have a need at both spots, um, even though it's not I, – I ignore the list. I don't care what they list as needs because some of them are fucking silly. You know, obviously they could use another corner. Everybody could. There's no, oh, there's no team in Especially this league that's the... good enough. They don't need another corner. It's just like offensive line, you know? As pass-happy as everybody's getting. Yeah. So, um, you know, Patrick Sertain, I don't I don't hate the pick. Like I said, if Justin Fields isn't there, he would be in play. But if, if Fields is there, that's a no-brainer. You don't even look at the other names on the list because you are taking Justin Fields. So that is going to put your Dallas Cowboys on the clock. This is another one that almost feels like completely locked in. What are you looking at here? So I'm going to surprise you here. 
Oh, because I don't think this is completely locked in from everything I've been reading. They are going to go DB. Obviously, Sertain is on the board, yep. but I ain't going to take Sertain. I'm going to give my Cowboys J.C. Horn mm-hmm. out of South Carolina. From Everybody what I understand, has him taken Sertain. Yes, and from what I understand, the coaching staff wants Horn, but the scouts are saying take Sertain. So it's kind of going to turn into a, you Ooh, know, a little tug of war. A little tug of war, yeah. And and I think I think they're going to end up going with Horn. So I'm not going to lie to you. I've had Sertain ranked number one for a long time, but I finally got down to watching the tape. This is not a knock on Sertain. It's not. I think it's very close between the two, but if I had to pick one, I think I might go with J.C. Horn. It's it's really close Horn. between the two, but J.C. Horn's more physical. I think he's better in man. Uh, Sertain's more of a zone corner. But, yeah, I mean, I, I love that pick. Like I said, I, the more I watched – the more I was like, wow, man, this this guy, uh, he's definitely, he is legit. He does lack some top-end speed. He may struggle with keeping up with top-end receivers at times. Uh, not going to be a problem in your division. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, um, Connor had J.C. Horn to the Cowboys. No, he didn't. Yeah, I swear to God, because he had Patrick Sertain go to the Broncos. Ah, you fucker. And I don't hate Sertain. Don't get me wrong. Like I think Sertain's gonna be a good player too, but I think so too. I just I yeah. think Horn's a better I, I, I like Horn better personally, but it's it's splitting fucking hairs. It's not mm-hmm. like Horn by a mile. It's it's a in a tight race. I'd rather have Horn. Absolutely. So that's going to put ugh, the New York Giants on the clock. Gross. Gross. <laughs> the fuck are you gonna give them? <laughs> so I I mean this is another one I, I, I think is kind of a no-brainer. I'm going with Christian Derrissaw of Virginia Tech. Uh, they need offensive line help more than anything in the world. They need offensive line help. He's the best tackle available. He's a damn good tackle, and I think they take him and don't look back. You are going to get no argument from me here. I know a lot of people think they're going to go wide receiver here potentially too. They just said Kenny Galladay. Yeah, they signed Kenny Galladay. They still got Sterling Shepard. They got that fucking Evan Ingram still there. I know he's a tight end, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna take a wide receiver. Even though Devontae Smith is still available, I don't think they're gonna take a wide out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I cannot argue the pick at all. So uh Connor had Micah Parsons go to the Giants, which I don't hate. Uh they could definitely use some linebacker help as well. Uh that defense is not good. So if you can get playmakers on that defense, it, it works out. But I just I, I think that offensive line's the more pressing need. So that wraps up the Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles. We have three NFC East teams in a row. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Uh, they could use almost everything. So what are you looking at? So I'm going to be honest. I, I know, I just know in my gut that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do something absolutely fucking stupid at this pick. They're going to pick somebody way out of left field, and, and I can't pinpoint who it is. But I just, I know it. And I can fucking feel it in my bones. I'm like, they're going to take some fucking receiver that nobody thought was going to go to the late first or some fucking tackle or some fucking somebody. But for the sake of the mock, even though Mac Jones is still there and and I don't know if they're sold on Hurts. It seems there's been some rumblings. They might not be sold on Hurts. I think it's bullshit. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. They definitely need a wide receiver. So he's the best guy available. I like Smith. I think he's I think he's going to be I think he's going to be all right in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I think the skill outweighs all the other concerns that he sh- he possesses. So yeah, and you're and you're definitely higher on Smith than I am. And even I 
would say Devonta Smith will probably be the pick. I mean, they need wide receiver help bad. Desperately. You know, every, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a disgusting situation out there in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, honestly, I would not be surprised if they take some wacko fucking, like, like Kadarius Tony or something. <gasps> or just What was that name? Kadarius Tony. Like, oh, uh, yeah, that'd be terrible. It, uh, or Terrace Marshall. Like, I, I don't know. I could just see them reaching on some wide receiver that people don't expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some, somebody nobody expects to go at 12. Kadarius Tony is my number two. He's your number two? Yep. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. You would take the Kadarius Tony over Devontae Smith? Yes, I would. No way. Yep. He didn't break out to a senior year. I don't care. He broke out, didn't he? Yeah, that's a bad sign. Breakout's a breakout. That's a really bad sign. A breakout, you don't want to, you don't like to see late breakouts. Late breakouts usually bust. Well, Look well, at the numbers. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh Connor also had Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Once again, lockstep with us. He he should just be the third co-host. We should just get rid of Steve. Just yeah, Connor. as well. Connor. Probably could have called Connor, and he probably could have joined. <laughs> Unlike Steve. <laughs> Only had 15 minutes. And then I slowed that up. Yeah, you slowed up. <laughs> he gave us an hour, but somebody wasted 45 minutes of it. <laughs> so, yeah, Devontae Smith to the Eagles. Not a big surprise. Very unenthusiastic the way I said that. I just realized it. So that's going to put the L.A. charges on the clock at pick 13. What are they going to do here, Brian? They're going to protect your boy. They're going to look at O-line. They're going to go defense. Uh, I think that Patrick Sertain falling all the way to 13 is a steal. And I don't think they're going to be able to resist. That defense needs help. They're going to get Derwin James back. That's going to help a lot. Patrick Sertain to 13, I, I just I cannot see them turning that away. I can't. So I'm going to take Patrick Sertain at 13 to the LA Chargers. And uh, I think that they'll I think there'll be applause in that war room. They'll definitely be happy he fell that far. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think that they would love to get some protection for Herbert here. Um, but there's kind of a, I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker is still available, but I feel like there's people as comparable to him later in the second that they could get. He's more of a, a run blocker. Yeah. And he plays more inside than outside. I know he's listed as a tackle, but I kind of view him more as a, a guard. Yeah. Yeah. Though they, I feel like there's kind of a tackle drop off here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I think they'll go with certain cause they could definitely use some defensive back help. And, um, uh, at, I think Ed Rusher thir- would also be in play for them here because they lost uh melvin ingram i just think it's too high i think it's it too is. high it's yeah it's just, it's just you know if you later in the first you're gonna start seeing a run on edge rushers i'm sure but at the top you just you just can't reach on these guys none of them are that level of athlete so connor had christian derisaw going to the chargers um obviously christian derisaw was not available in our mock because he is gone to mm-hmm. the giants but that does Wrap up the LA Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock. So what are you looking at? So Minnesota can go quite a few ways here. And this is going to be a little bit, this is going to be my first, I guess, sort of surprise pick of the evening. I think they're going to go with, I think, speaking of edge rushers, we were just talking about them. I think the Vikings are going to start the little edge rusher run. And I think they're going to take Jalen Phillips. Edge rusher from Miami. He has been flying up draft boards. Uh, I know Quiddy Pay has been the consensus first defensive end to come off the board, but I think this Thursday, Jalen Phillips will be the first edge rusher to come off the board. Uh, he had an absolutely fantastic pro day. Uh, I mean, 
he's 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 good. I don't. I still there's still somebody else who played on Miami that I like a little better than him. We'll get to him later. But <laughs> I think Jalen Phillips is catching too much buzz, and he's gonna he's gonna skyrocket in the first round. So I mean, I I, I understand your point about Gregory Russo. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I understand uh, I think your Russo's point. a beast. I understand your point about edge rush. Yeah, they need it. I don't see it. Their offensive line is so bad, dude. It's so bad. And they need interior help more than anything else. I th- I think the guy I was just talking about, Elijah Vera Tucker, I think they'd be foolish, foolish to pass on him. He would be su- he's a he's a better run blocker than a pass protector. He plays on the inside of the line. He is perfect. Absolutely perfect for them. He can play tackle if he's asked to, you know, if you need to slide him over because of injury or whatever. Um he's he's the perfect perfect fit. I think that's exactly who they want in this draft. And uh Connor had Elijah Vera Tucker. <laughs> oh man. We are so- Connor, do you feel this? Do you feel it? But yeah, no, I mean Jalen Phillip, not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. I just I I think that the they're, especially where they run their team through the run game, a good run-blocking offensive lineman has got to be the top of their priority list. It could be, but I think that defense needs to get shored up too. And oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I think they're going yeah, I'm not rusher. disagreeing with that. <laughs> All right, so that's going to put your New England Patriots on the clock, and there's a glaring fucking name that is screaming right out at me. Yep. Is yep, that who yep, they're going to yep, roll with? Yep. I'd have to think. So here's the thing. Are you asking me what they're going to do? Or what I want them to do. Because if you tell me, if you ask me what I want them to do, I'm going to pull this trigger on Mac Jones so fucking fast, it'll make your head spin. It's Mac Jones. They got to take Mac Jones. If if you ask me what I think they're going to do, Eric, and I agree with you, if he falls to 15, they'd be fucking stupid not to take Mac Jones. But who has consistently been one of the worst drafting teams the last four to five years? The New England Patriots. I think that Bill would take Micah Parsons, and I don't think he would hesitate. I think it would. It might be the quickest pick of the night, and I'd hate you it. You think he's going to take Micah Parsons over Mac Jones? I would hate it. I would absolutely fucking hate it, but I think he looks at Mac Jones and Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond, and he says, fuck it, I'll get it in the second. I'll take the last of the three, whoever's available, pretty yep. much. Yep. Yeah, I, well, that's what they did with Sidham. How'd that turn out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta reach for one of these guys. I mean, you you, you take the scraps and you know yeah, I, these I'm, guys fall I'm for telling a reason. You, I'm taking Micah Parsons right now because I think if he's there, Bill Belichick will not be able to contain himself, and he will take Micah Parsons. So Micah Parsons off the board. Connor had Trey Lance going to the Patriots. Number one, that would be an absolute steal. Either one of them would be a steal. 0.0% chance that he he takes Trey Lance. I I think he's much more likely to take Mac Jones than Trey Lance. Even though I think Trey Lance has a much higher upside. I just don't I I, I just don't see the two of them working together. I I he's so raw, he needs so much help and I just don't I think Bill looks at him and says he's not a first round guy, you know? Like he's so old school, you know? And sometimes it really hurts him. Yeah, I hear you. So that wraps up my New England Patriots. So let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals, who are now on the clock. Yeah, and this is hard, man, because I'm reading a lot that says that the Arizona Cardinals are going all in. They want to surround Kyler with with just a gazillion weapons. But they also they have some holes on defense. I mean, Patrick Peterson's gone, mm-hmm. so they have a glaring need at D, uh, cornerback. And, and it's a tough pick to kind of determine where they're going to go. So are you kind of in between... 
like Greg Newsom and Rashad Bateman, or I'm more. I was I was thinking Greg Newsom and Caleb Farley's in play too. I think. Um, I think that Caleb Farley, if it wasn't for the injury concerns, would probably be much higher on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two back surgeries. Um, he's probably the fastest corner in the in the draft. Uh, but Greg Newsom was absolutely lock down this year <laughs> um i believe northwestern was like definitely i know they were at least a top five defense okay in uh college football and greg newsom was a huge part of that so yeah i am looking at one of them two guys but then i'm also like you said i'm looking at wide receivers i could see them this is this is the kind of team i could see going for a Kadarius tony honestly Smart i could move. see them taking tony and it, it's hard for me to not pull the trigger here or i could even see them going for like a rondell moore but considering the big hole that they have at DB now, specifically corner, I'm going to give them Greg Newsom the second out of Northwestern. Uh, they need they, they like I said they lost Peterson. They need to fill that hole. Outside, once you get beyond Newsom and Farley, it's kind of a little bit of a of a cornerback dip. But yeah. I, I just I think they have to address the need. He's there. I think that's right around where the guy should go. I think he's going to be a good player. So just fucking take him. And Connor has Greg Newsom. I agree with the Greg Newsom pick. That is a consensus. Yeah, great, great pick. I I totally agree. They they need a corner, and if if Greg Newsom turns into the next Patrick Peterson, it's a huge win. Absolutely, absolutely. And ooh, next on the board, <laughs> this is a tough one because I feel like they're kind of another team where they can go several ways. Dark horse. We have the Raiders. Brian the Raiders. Where you leaning, man? What do you think they're gonna do? So. They need defensive help, and they need it bad. So, oh, dude, they need O line so bad. Do they traded everybody away and cut them? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like this team's a mess, yeah. a mess, dude. So uh, I don't think Elijah Vera Tucker really fits what they want to do. He's not a great pass protect. He's good at pass protection. He's more of a run blocker. So I think they look past him and they see Walker Little, but it seems a little high for him. So. I think they immediately look defense, and Trevor Morig, the safety, I don't love taking him this high. It is probably where he's going to go. To be honest, I haven't watched a lot of his tape. The little I did see, I wasn't really wowed by him. I think he kind of needs to be facing the line. It doesn't seem like he does well when he has to ad-lib at all. I'm fine with that. Like You could teach him, hopefully, something. Not John Gruden, because he sucks. But somebody will teach him along the way after they fire Gruden, hopefully. So I'm going to take Trevon, Mo- uh, Trevon Morig and just hope it works out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this screams something that the Raiders would do anyways. Or... The Raiders is another team. Like, they just do wacky shit in the drafts, dude. Like, they'll fucking... Who's the fastest receiver left? Let's take him. That just yeah. seems to be their MO. <laughs> which would probably be... Tony or uh, more, I would think. He's the next uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we got to take him. (laughs) So, Connor had Tevin Jenkins, the tackle, going to the Raiders here at 17. I don't hate it. It definitely makes sense. Uh, I just don't, I don't think they'd reach that far to get to Tevin Jenkins. You know, he's kind of projected to be a back of the back end of the first, maybe even into the second. I don't think he'll ever fall that far because there's so much need for offensive line but mm-hmm. yeah i just I, I think they'll i think they'll take tevin morig so that uh that's gonna put the miami dolphins on the clock again you're gonna you're gonna make their pick again so now again. they have jamar chase who are they taking now i think what the, what the dolphins will do here a lot of people will probably be thinking "Ooh, they're gonna take a running back i think that is 100 percent wrong agreed 
I think there are still some fantastic defensive linemen on here. Christian Barmore is still available, but I'm going to give him Quiddy Pay, uh, the edge rusher from Michigan. Taking a little bit of a fall because he's kind of been slipping in the, you know, he's kind of been a, I've seen him get mocked in that 11 to 15 range. And they definitely could use an interior lineman, but I think they could definitely use a better edge rusher too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give, because uh, what's his name did not work out uh, what's, uh, from the Jaguars. Dante Fowler. Fowler. He he just, he sucked. I hate to say it like like that, but they, he just just did not do anything. So Quiddy Pay is going to be the pick for the Dolphins. They are not going to go offense-offense with these two picks. I just don't see it. No, I really doubt it. You know, the name that kind of stuck out to me was uh, Jeremiah Owuso-Koromoa um, at a Notre Dame. His tape looked great, and, uh, you know, they let – Kyle Van Noy go in the off season, so there's a little bit of a need there at linebacker. That's probably where I would have gone. And if I really wanted to go to pass rush, I can get on board with Quiddy Pay. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not as high on him as some of the other guys. But oh, a lot of scouts are. So I'm not saying you're wrong. But Gregory Rousseau should be the pick. That's kind of where, uh, what I was he, thinking too. But I, I know that's who I would pick, and I know I probably should be picking like that. But I, I just. I'm trying to give what I see. Oh, no, because you're not wrong. Yeah. Gregory Russo probably is going to fall, and I don't know yeah. why. But I, Because he opted out? I, I, like, I don't get it either because I think the kid's uh, – I mean, I think he's – I don't think he's quite – like he's a little undersized, I think, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I don't know what off the top of my head, but, yeah, I mean, I've seen enough from that kid to think that he's legit, dude. Um, I think he's a really good player, and somebody's going to steal. 6'6", 260. He is not undersized. Correct me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, he's he's ranked lower. I agree with you. I see it, too, when I watch his tape. But, yeah, so quitty pay to the Dolphins. I can get on board with that, though. Yeah, which is going to put the Washington name-pending football team on the clock. <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones. I was going to say, it's got to be Mac Jones. I didn't want to make the pick for you, but <laughs> Fitzpatrick uh, ain't the fucking permanent. Dude, I spit Stop. that out about as fast as they're going to. If he falls this late, there's no fucking way on earth they pass on Mac Jones. It's it's not possible. It is impossible that he gets past Washington. No, it's it's Mac Jones all the way. People can love it. They can hate it. I don't really give a shit. It just is probably what it is. Probably broke Chicago's heart. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were probably thinking, oh, is he going to fall to us? Oh, so Ain't Connor's last surprise. pick was Jalen Phillips. This pick, he had Jeremiah Owusu. Koromora. So, guy we just talked about a second ago, he had them skipping on Mac Jones, which I think is silly. Uh, I do not agree with that at all. Uh, that's going to put the Chicago Bears on the clock. You're up. Quarterbacks are gone. What are you looking at? This is tough. This is a little tough. Uh, I'm, I imagine if this really did happen, Chicago would be devastated. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, I do not see Mac Jones fall into 19. I think both of those quarterbacks are going to be gone. In the, all the quarterbacks will be gone in the top 12. I think so too. So what does that mean? What does this what does Chicago do with this pick? Quarterbacks are gone. They could use another wide receiver. They all line blows. But I'm gonna go with this guy as much as I would like to take Rashad Bateman or another wide receiver here. But I'm gonna go with Caleb Farley, D B from Virginia Tech. Because mm-hmm. they also have a have a cornerback need with letting Mr. Great Kyle Fuller walk. Great pick, sir. Um, I like yeah. Farley. He's another oh, yeah. one I like. That's why, like, if Dallas trades back, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, much as I want Horn, I wouldn't hate it if they traded back and, like, took him at, you know, if they traded back five, six picks. 
Yeah, I can def- I can definitely get on board with that. Uh, Connor had Mac Jones going to the Bears. Like I said, I, I think it's insane to think that Mac Jones would ever get past Washington. Uh, they have a quarterback need. They don't have a guy on their roster other than Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I think we all agree is a stopgap. There's just no fucking way. So the, uh, the only way he gets to the Bears is if the Bears trade up for him. But yeah, I, I think it's a great pick. I think it fills a need. I think he's a, a talented player. Uh, you could even argue you're getting a little bit of value on him. I think he's better than yeah, the 20th sure. pick. So, yeah, I love it. Which is going to put the Indianapolis Colts on the clock, which means, Brian, you got to let us know who you're going with. So, the Colts are on the clock. I would argue that one of their biggest needs is wide receiver. There's a plethora of wide receivers available. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. I know I've been talking of Kadarius Tony. I am not under the illusion that he's going to go this high. Um, I am. Uh, not this high. W- not a 20. I will, I will be about you. Well, he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, he could be a first-round pick. He's not going Kadarius to Kadarius Tony's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. I, would, I'm, I honestly would I hope be surprised so. if he goes He should be. High. But Rashad Bateman is really high on people's boards. Elijah Moore is really high on people's boards. You know, even Rondell Moore, which is yeah. kind of an enigma. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, it, it, people's rankings of the wide receivers is totally subjective. Let's hope that Kadarius Tony goes in the first round because I think he's a special kid the more I watch him. But, you know, I'm looking at the Colts. And one of the things they could really use as an offensive lineman it is criminal that Elijah Vera Tucker has fallen this far. They could use him inside, outside, run blocking for Jonathan Taylor. Use the run to set up the pass because you know that Carson Wentz is limited. He needs that run game to take the pressure off of him. I think Elijah Vera Tucker, if he falls to 21, they're going to hop on him and they, don't, they won't look back. Yeah, I can't hate the pick, especially considering that Anthony Costanza retired, so they have a huge void at left tackle. And uh, Connor had Quiddy Pay going to the Colts, which would also be a steal. That's pretty low for him. Yeah, that is very low. That's going to put the Tennessee Titans on the clock. Obviously, plenty of needs there. Uh, what's really standing out to you? Yeah, so this would have been one of them picks where I would have probably looked at like a tackle like Elijah Vera Tucker. I can't think of homeboy's name, but they drafted him last year. He uh, didn't go well, put mm-hmm. it that way. They had some differences, and they ended up releasing him. Uh, I think the, <laughs> the the poor young fella... I think has some some demons and he has some mental health issues. So I hope he gets his shit straight and I hope he gets better because just from what I read, I can't think of his name. Isaiah, yeah. Isaiah something. But, you know, good luck to that young man because, uh, yeah, like I said, from what I've read, he, he's got some he's got some demons. So, I mean, if you're looking at offensive line, do you go to Walker Little? Because they, they kind of run their game through Derrick Henry, right? Or do mm-hmm. you think they need passing game help? I don't think they're going to go with a tackle here. I think they're going to get the old misconnection back, and I think they're going to go with Elijah Moore <laughs> at 22. I don't hate it. I think he's a good fit, and they could use somebody to draw some coverage on the, on the other side of A.J. Brown. Um, I think wide receiver is a good pick there. You can get O-line depth later in the draft, hopefully. But, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. And uh, Connor had Trevon Morig falling all the way down to the Titans. Uh, obviously, on our board, he is long gone. So that's going to bring us to the second pick for the New York Jets from Seattle. Brian, you got to let me know where you think they're going. So Jamal Adams turns into this guy. That's tough. That's tough. That's that's big boots to fill. So you said earlier that you didn't think Miami would go offense-offense. 
I agree with you. I don't think they will either. But I think that the Jets might. And I think that they will take their running back. And I think that they're going to take Travis Etienne right here in the first round. Obviously, they don't have to. But I think they, from what I've read, they really like him. And they want to take him. And I don't disagree with it. He's my number one rated running back in the class. He's the most well-rounded. He doesn't have the power of Najee Harris. But just go get some old dumb bastard to fucking run the ball at the one-yard line, you know? I mean... Travis Etienne is special, and I think they take him here. Is it a reach? I will bear bet you right now no running back goes in the first round. Ooh, shit! We got a beer bet. I think one of them will. I think one I don't think will. any running back is going to go in the first round. And he, here's, another, here's, another, uh, here's another brain buster. I think there's a chance that the first running back off the board is Javonta Williams. That's what a lot of people are saying. Uh, I'm not buying into it, but there is a chance. Like I know last year, nobody thought CEH was going to be the first running back off the board. Oh yeah, no, dude. Before no, the NFL nobody. draft, the consensus number one pick was Devonte Swift. What, uh, was it Swift or Taylor? Well, it was Swift because Taylor had more tread on the tire. That's true. Yeah, I was. I knew they were one two. They I were one two, that. absolutely. And it was kind of like it was kind of like Etn and Harris. Like you could kind of pick and choose, but like I mean, like CEH wasn't even the fucking conversation and. That just goes to show what the NFL draft does, right? But, yeah, I, I, I think they'll take ETN. We'll see. Maybe they won't. Personally, they probably should just – if I were them, I would take Asante Samuel Jr. Get your corner. He's a little raw. He could use some help. But your team's 100 miles away, so you have time to develop him. It's not like you're trying to win now. But I, I think they will take Travis ETN. I think they'll address honestly in the second round. Yeah. Um, Connor had them taking Aziz Ajori, the edge rusher, and – that will put the Steelers on the clock. So you said no, but no first-round team is going to take a running back. So obviously that also knocks out the Steelers. Uh, so they're and not taking a running Steelers, back. I've, I've read the Steelers it. actually really do like Najee, but I just I don't think they're going to take Najee here because they also have some serious, serious O-line help. But they also have an edge rusher need now too with no Bud Dupree is gone. You know, they mm-hmm. could definitely use somebody opposite T.J. Watt. You mentioned this name earlier. This one's really sticking out to me right here. Jeremiah Osawusu Koromoa. That how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J-O-K. I'm just call him J O K because that, that <laughs> name's a tongue twister. I feel like this could be in play here, but I'm gonna take Walker Little. Wal Walker Little. Walker. Walker Texas. Walker, Walker Texas Ranger Little. <laughs> I, they got. I mean, Villanueva is gone. They need. They need O line help desperately. They let somebody else walk too. Uh, Pouncey retired. Agreed. Uh, that they're a fucking mess, and if they want any chance to get get through a season with Big Ben, they got to keep that boy upright. I mean, he's pretty. Ill- I tell you what, man, Big Ben, he's he 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 so, can avoid a, a sack pretty well for a big dude. He's pretty good. He's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. Oh, he, he's pretty he, he squirrely. Takes a hit like a pocket. champ too. You wouldn't think so. He's kind of a fucking looks like a big dope. But so uh, Connor has him taking Najee Harris, and I agree. I think they will take Najee Harris there. I, they they are in love with him and like do I mean just go to Steelers.com. All they talk about is taking a running back. It, it's like you would think it's the biggest need on the team. Personally, I don't get it. I agree with you. Take some offensive line help, but holy fuck, man! It seems like they're in love with the kid. Like they they're not. Gonna oh, I'll probably eat crow. I'll be buying you a beer. <laughs> I just I don't think there's gonna be a first round running back. But they do. They, I, I, like I said, I've read the same thing. They want Najee. Yeah. If they had their pick. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna put well. We have the Jets' second pick. 
Now we have the Jacksonville Jaguars second draft pick. So Brian, which way do you think they're going? They're going to help uh, Mr. T Law get some weapons. They're going to go defense. So they got T Law. You know they got their they got their guy. And uh, I think right here you I think you take somebody to help them out. And you know their offensive line's not terrible. It could use some help. I don't know how much the guys this late are helping you. You know a lot of the tackles are gone. I think they'll end up taking Rashad Bateman. And I don't necessarily agree with the pick. That's why that's why I think they will take. I think that they're infatuated with uh I think NFL teams are infatuated with Bateman because of the numbers, the production. Uh I look at the tape and I don't see it. But Rashad Bateman at twenty five to the Jaguars. What do you think? No. I don't think so. I think your Christian Barmore is still sitting there. They're taking him. He has falling ungodly late. This is looking like uh, spoiler alert, he's going to the Browns next because they just let Sheldon Richardson go. And if he falls to 26, they're going to fucking, that'll be the quickest pick of the night. They'll be like, boop. <laughs> but I, I think that they would go defense here personally. I know they would love to get some weapons for T-Law, but I think they'll address that in the second round because I also believe they have two second round picks. Mm-hmm. So there's some wide receivers you can get in that range. Don't hate the pick, but I, I, would, I think they would go defense. Well, I'll have you know that Connor has them picking Rashad Bateman as well. Suck on that egg. Okay. So who are the Browns taking? <laughs> well, they're going to take Christian Barmore because now they have a, a void that is now opened up thanks to the release of Mr. Sheldon Richardson. Yeah, I love it. It's a Next. great pick. It fills a need. Um, Connor also has them taking Christian Barmore. <laughs> this, this is, is awesome. fucking crazy, man. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, Barmore, awesome. Uh, that puts the Ravens on the clock. Ravens have a lot of needs. Uh, I still think their number one need is wide receiver. And you know what? Right now, <sighs> do I take Rondale Moore or Kadarius Toney? They're not going to take a wide receiver like that. They already have a small, speedy guy in, in Marquise, I think. Yeah, but Marquise is slight. Kadarius Tony and Rondell Moore play tough. They don't avoid contact think, like him. Yeah, but I I don't think they're gonna go for a little guy here personally. They want a they want a guy who can kind of you know. Well, who is the big guy? Like the, the, like the one big Terrace guy already Marshall? got drafted. Terrace Marshall. Oh, he's 6-3. so raw, dude. You want to talk about complimentary? Like, what does Hollywood do? He runs a fucking streak. That's all Terrace Marshall does. He can't run routes. He runs routes fine. Terrace Marshall's good. I think he'll be He's right. okay. He's raw. He needs a lot of help. So is Tony. Well, I'm not Tony's I'm not saying that. Gets. I'm just saying They didn't that... even know what to do with Tony the first three years they had him. <laughs> they put I'm, him at I'm running back, he wide receiver. Raw. That's why he's going in the back. I mean, I mean, he is raw. Don't get me wrong. He needs help, too. But at least he's a physical style of player, whereas Hollywood's a finesse beat you with speed type of player. And Terrence Marshall, to me, is like the exact same guy as Hollywood Brown. He's literally the exact same guy. I don't, I don't think he compliments Hollywood at all. I think he would compliment them fine. You know what? Fight me. I'm taking I'm taking Kadarius Tony. Go ahead. No, Suck that's it. fine. It's your pick. <laughs> it's your world. I'm just living in it, Brian. <laughs> that's it, man. So uh, Connor had them taking Zaven Collins, the linebacker. I don't hate the pick. I... I personally think that their biggest need is wide receiver i think that's what they look for so obviously you disagree with my choice of wide receiver but we'll see we'll see in a couple days uh that puts the they're taking they are taking a wide receiver with that pick i think we can both i would think yeah i I would have to assume uh 
The very next pick is the New Orleans Saints. You are on the clock, sir. So this is a 50-50 right now for me. I'm going to take, uh, you know, you got the J, you got a, uh, man, this guy's name, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, or you have Asante Samuel Jr. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a need at both spots. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to go with uh, JOK. That's what I'm calling him. If you don't like it, I don't give a shit because uh, I'm done saying that name. <laughs> the linebacker from Notre Dame. Now, that's what I'm going to give the Saints. But I could very, very well see them taking Asante Samuel Jr. here. I could also see them taking a wide receiver. But I think they got some de- defensive needs to address. I was about to say, if you take Asante Samuel Jr., the worst case scenario is he goes out there and your and he is your corner number one because Lattimore got himself in a bit of trouble catching that case with a gun charge. The best case scenario is Lattimore is innocent, did nothing wrong, NFL doesn't uh, doesn't uh, punish him at all, and he's your cornerback too. And that defense takes a huge boost. To me, Asante Samuel's the pick. Uh, that's what I would lean. Uh, Connor has them taking Jamin Davis, another linebacker. So. Uh, obviously you two are on the same wavelength anyway. He had uh, JOK going much earlier in the draft. You're kind of both on the same wavelength with that too because we both feel like, we all three of us feel like he's a steal. He shouldn't have fallen this late. No, we probably fucked up. You know, I just don't, I don't honest. feel like he was a great fit with any of those other teams though, you know? And I mean, at some point, it's, at some point it's best player available, but at the same time, like if he doesn't, if you can't find a way to work him onto the field, He's not worth a first round pick, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean I'm 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 good with JOK there. I would personally take Asante Samuel, but letting JOK slip any further would be criminal. I agree. Which is going to put huh, this would be beautiful. It's gonna put the Green Bay Packers on the clock. We all know who they should take, but we all know who they won't take. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian, how are they gonna fuck up this pick? Because it's almost a guarantee. I think they scroll right down. And uh I think they I it's tough to tell because who knows what the fuck they're doing. Last year, they scored a quarterback in the first round. I think Asante Samuel is not getting past them. If he's still there, he goes 29 to the Packers. He take, They take Asante Samuel Jr. Even He is still raw. He needs a lot of work, Asante Samuel. But the upside is clear. He has a lot of upside. Absolutely. I, I, I got nothing bad to say about that pick. They could definitely use that. I mean, they could use a wide receiver, but I think they'll take Asante Samuel Jr. Mm-hmm. To pair alongside Jair Alexander. Yeah. I, I I mean, you know, best case scenario, it's just kind of the same thing with Lattimore without the suspension issue. Is, you know, the the worst case scenario is he, he's your corner number two and he's okay. Well, if your number two corner is okay, you're in pretty fucking good shape. Uh, that's my pick for the Packers. That puts the Buffalo Bills on the clock. Yes, sir, it does. It puts the Bills on the clock, and I think they are going to destroy the Ravens because I believe the Buffalo Bills are going to get what I am going to call the steal of the, the steal of the draft. Steal of the draft. And they are going to take Gregory Rousseau, baby. Greg Rousseau. I love that pick. Obviously, we, we've talked about how he's underrated. Uh, they reached down for him a little bit, but not enough to be criminal or suspect. Greg Rousseau is a great pick right there, and it fills a big need for them. Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely need some more. They need some D-line help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm Connor, what are you smoking, dude? Connor had Caleb Farley going 30 to the Bills. He ain't making it all the way to 30. No way. No, no way. way. Love you mean it. <laughs> yeah, Connor, no way he's dropping the 30, bro. I'd be shocked. <laughs> shocked. So that is going to put... Oh, 
the Baltimore Ravens, who just uh, recently acquired the 31st overall pick in a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. On the clock for their second first-round pick, which means, Brian, this is your final pick, man. This is going to be your Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, so another guy that has fallen a little too far for me is Jason Owa from Penn State, edge rusher. Uh, they could use the help. They lost um, fucking what's-his-face in free agency. Judon. Judon, thank you. They lost Matthew Judon in free agency. They have a hold to fill. He went to New England, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. So they can plug in Jason Owa. He fills a hole. This is later than he really should go. But, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Jason Owa, and I'm not looking back from the Ravens. And if you could start this draft with Kadarius Toney and Jason Owa, I think you're in, in damn good shape. Yeah, I can't argue. Like, I, I believe one of their picks is going to be a wide receiver. One of their picks is going to be an edge rusher, which is which, I mean, it's it's your own personal fucking taste. But I absolutely think they'll leave in the first round with one of each. Mm-hmm. Jason Owa would most likely be the next best guy available. So, yeah, I, that's exactly who I think they'd go with. Connor had Samuel Cosme, the tackle, going to the Ravens. Obviously, they have a need now. They just traded away their best tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh I don't hate the pick. I think that there's well, there's better tackles available because we had less tackles go in our draft than than Connors. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely in play. They could definitely take a tackle there for sure. But uh I also think that Lamar Jackson is so elusive that you kind of put less of a premium on offensive line cuz you feel like he can escape the pressure. Does that make sense? Like it's almost like he's so athletic, you don't feel like you have to protect him as much. But we'll see what they do without Orlando, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, they made that tra- I I think that's kind of why they traded Orlando, was just the contract situation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that they kind of knew they weren't going to be able to sign him, so they figured, fuck it, let's get something for him. And, and I mean, they still they gave up, what, their two? There's a collection of picks. But they gave up their two this year. Oh, right? it was weird. Yeah, there was a bunch of swaps. Yeah. And yeah, it's I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But uh, that will put the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the board. So what are you looking at here for the Bucks? So I think what the Bucks are going to do here is uh, I think they're just going to, like you've said before, you can never have enough alignment. So I'm going to give them Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. Uh, I think it. they could use a little youth movement at that on that O-line, and I just, I think they're going to just, like I said, they're going to go, let's show up our O-line. You know, we're rolling it back. Our defense should be, the, you know, just as good. We've still got the same weapons, and let's protect the old man. Yeah, so Connor had the picking Elijah Moore, which if he's there, I can definitely see it. I, I think that the, their team is, is in a spot, it's so good, where they can just kind of take the best available, which, you know, obviously is a really good spot to be in, but... Wide receiver, I would think it would be pretty low on the priority list. But like I said, if you're just going to take best available, if Elijah Moore is there at 32, he, he might be the best player available. So I don't hate it. Uh, I think that O-line help makes more sense. Uh, I agree with you. I, I think Tevin Jenkins is a good pick for them. Although in Connor's mock draft, Tevin Jenkins was not available because he went at 17. So at 32, it feels like a steal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently Connor is much higher on Mr. Tevin Jenkins than I am. So there is one thing I wanted to bring up before we end the episode. Earlier in the show, you said that you think that all five quarterbacks will go inside the top 12. And there's one caveat to that for me. Where does Mac Jones go? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's not. he's so system dependent 
I'm pretty high on Mac Jones, but he is totally dependent on his landing spot. So if he doesn't go to San Fran, I think he could fall. He could fall really far to all the way down to where we took him at 19. I think it's very possible. I just don't, I don't see a system. And I I don't even think he really fits with Washington, but they just, they won't be able to resist. You know, they need a quarterback so fucking bad. They won't be able to say no. So if he falls to Washington, they'll take him. But I just, man, it's like if he doesn't go to San Fran, there's a good chance he falls all the way down there. Am I wrong? There's a very strong chance, but I also, I think New England's going to take him if he falls. I know uh, you're the, you, you know New England better than me. Uh, you seem to be pretty convinced that no matter what, they will fucking pass on him. That's the way it seems. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like you said, I'm more dialed into the Patriots than you. But a book came out recently that said that um, I think it was after Super Bowl. No, there was the year that uh, the year after we won the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Tom Brady walked into Bob Kraft's office and said, I want out. I don't want to be a Patriot anymore. I want to leave. Three years left on his deal. They didn't offer him an extension. They didn't offer him a pay raise. And they didn't fucking draft anybody. They could have drafted Lamar Jackson instead of that fucking Bum, Sony Michelle. They knew Brady wanted out, and they didn't draft him. That's the level of arrogance you're dealing with, Eric. He just he does not put a premium on the on the quarterback position. He doesn't. He looks at it as the same position as every other player on the field. If I don't get that guy, I'll replace him with this guy, and he's almost as good, so I'll be fine. I can't put my finger on it, dude. I mean, you're talking about the guy that just re-signed Cam Newton. Not signed, re-signed. <laughs> It's it's disgusting, but that's how little he values the quarterback position. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get that it's not 1985 anymore. No, I hear you. It's just that I feel like it would be so hard for them to pass on him if he fell, but just like you said, just looking at the arrogance and the in the decision-making that they have, I mean, that's all we can really look at. What What's the history tell us? What have they done in this position before? And you just kind of spelled it out. Like, they've ignored it. They knew Brady wanted out, and they still ignored it. Yeah. They, I mean, what's the highest draft pick they've ever really spent on a quarterback? Jimmy G, a second rounder. Yeah, was a was a second rounder. And, and not just the quarterback position, but there were report. There was all these reports that they just came out a few weeks ago that Bill's scouts were standing in the draft room two years ago, going, "Dude, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, these are the guys. They are elite. You need to take them. They are incredibly athletic. They can fit any system. You can do this." Bill looked at the board and said, fuck you, I'm taking Nikhil Harry. How'd that work out? <laughs> that did not work out fucking well at all. I mean, I, I've seen him come up in so many trade rumors, and he's still on the fucking team. Uh, probably because nobody wants him. Yeah, I'd have to think. It, it, it's, it's horrible. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but as far as Mac Jones goes, I honestly, if it ain't San Fran, I don't even fucking know, man. And that's my like thing. Chicago it, would, I feel like Chicago would be the team that would probably make a move to try to get him. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think the only three systems I can really see him fitting in that would actually take him because they don't have a quarterback. Like, uh, I mean, like the Vikings would be a fine fit, you know, like I, I but they're, they're not getting rid of Kirk Cousins, right? So, like, there's, there's a few teams like that that have quarterbacks where he would fit. But it, it, if you're talking about fit and need, it's the Patriots, it's San Fran, and it's Chicago. And I just don't I, – I think he cannot get by Washington because they're so desperate they would just say, fuck it, we'll take him and see what happens. But 
I, I just don't see any of the other teams saying, yeah, I'll take them. I'll take them and see what happens. Like, no, nobody else is going to burn their first rounder like that. So uh, that's, I th- I that's my Chicago, theory on Mac Jones. Yeah, and if Chicago was going to take him, they'd have to trade up, I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, and they wouldn't have to go far. I don't think he'll drop that far. Maybe the Patriots trade back. <laughs> yeah, though, they love trading back. You want to look at past history, oh Patriots God. love trading back in the Dude, first round. Can you imagine the scene here? If the if Mac Jones falls to 15 and the Patriots trade back with the Bears so they could draft him. Oh, my God, man. This fucking town would erupt. Yeah, F- Fel- Felger and Maz would be lit. Oh, <laughs> I can already uh, hear the phone calls. So that's uh, going to wrap up our NFL mock draft. We want to seriously thank you, Connor, for sending us your mock. I'm sorry I didn't play the whole thing. Well, we gave all your picks. We really appreciate it. We just we didn't want to spoil it for the listeners, you know, and we, we didn't want people to just hear it and forget the picks. So we gave your pick f- along the way. If you want to send us a voicemail like Connor did, you could do so at 508-343-8010. It will not ring. It'll go straight to voicemail. Uh, not the phone call kind of guy. You can always reach out to us at our email, dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send us a league to be judged, we will judge your dynasty rosters, your draft your mock draft, your redraft, your dynasty draft, your rookie draft, your trades. We'll judge it all. You can send us screenshots to dddfantasyfootballjudge at gmail.com. Reaching out to us by email or voicemail is half of the entrance fee to get a 16 by 20 Brandon Ayuk photographed. You can win a 16 by 20 autographed. Brandon Ayuk photo. This thing's beautiful, man. Black and white. Brandon Ayuk's all in color. The signature's in red ink. All you have to do is reach out to us, send us a question or a judgment, and share a social media post. Couldn't be any easier. So just do those two things, and you're automatically entered. You don't have to do anything else. I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the episode. Uh, Eric, did you have anything else you wanted to say to the listeners? Yeah, I do. Connor. Won a nice Jamar Chase signed jersey <laughs> today. I'll take a picture of it and uh, share it in the Daydreaming Degenerates Listener League chat on Sleeper. Just for you to enjoy. 101. <laughs> 101. Uh, so I think that is going to wrap up the NFL mock draft. We hope you enjoyed it. We're looking forward to the draft. We know you are too. We'll see you for the recap. <laughs> <laughs>